This is the Six Figure Creative Podcast, episode 234. Welcome to the Six Figure Creative Podcast, where our mission is to help you turn your creative passions into a stable, reliable income. If you're in audio, video, design, photography, or really any other creative field, and you just want to learn from other successful creatives, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Six Figure Creative Podcast. I am your host, Brian Hood. If this is your first time listening to the show, first of all, welcome. Thank you for giving the show a chance. This show is for freelancers and other creatives who are trying to make more than just a side hustle, preferably a full-time living. Preferably, your goal is to make six figures or more as a creative. And if that's you and you are new to the show, then you came to the right place and you came to the right episode because the topic today is directly related to a brand new six-figure income stream that I built last year. If you're a regular listener, thanks for coming back to the show again and again. My goal is always to bring as much value to our listeners as possible. And predominantly through the experience of the people we bring on the show as guests, which now that the new year's in full swing, we'll be bringing on more and more guests. It's just hard to get people around the holidays, especially last year at the end of the year when I was traveling with my wife through Bali and Thailand for 60 something days, impossible to get guests when that was the case. So we'll be back to guests soon, but this is maybe the last solo episode I'm doing for a while. And I think this is a good one to kind of finish the year on. It's still the end of the year for me. It's like Friday, December 30th right now. If I was a better planner, this episode would have come out like the last episode of the year. Like, hey, we're going to talk about all the lessons I learned in 2022. Yay. But it didn't happen. I'm not a planner. My wife's the planner. She wants to know like next Tuesday what we're doing at 3 p.m. for whatever reason. And I'm like, no, I will figure that out when I get there. I saw an episode. Someone else talking about lessons they learned. I was like, damn, I want to do that. So here it is. It's late. We're two weeks into the year. <laughs> Deal with it. There is one difference though. A lot of people, if you listen to the podcast, they're talking about the lessons I learned in 2022. I actually wanted to shift this up and focus on the lessons I learned building a new six-figure income stream in 2022, because I think that fresh perspective of something I've recently done could be more valuable for you. It could be definitely more interesting for you. And I'm hoping it's still relevant for you because the income stream I built in 2022 was my new coaching program called Clients by Design. And so it's not technically a creative freelance service, but it's a coaching service. So it is still sort of freelancing productized service. Go back and listen to episode 225 called How to Build Your Own Client Acquisition Machine and Make 2023 Your Best Year Ever. Go back and listen to that if you want to know more details about this coaching program. I'm not here to sell it to you. I'm not here to pitch it to you. But that's the income stream that I built in 2022 to be a brand new six-figure income stream for me. Pretty much all the takeaways, all the things I'm doing to build that business is directly applicable to any freelancer, any creative, because it is exchanging a service with a specific outcome for a specific dollar amount. And we'll talk about that more as I get into the episode today. So I've got nine lessons for you, at least... I have nine outlined right now. I might have more side ones. These vary on how long they'll take. I have no idea how long this episode is going to be. I've just got literally the nine lessons, no other points to make on this episode. So we're going to see how this goes. But I'll start on the first one. And this is probably the most important for any of you who feel like you've been dragging your heels the last year or two. And you're like, God, I want to get to X, whatever X is. I want to get to this goal. I want to reach 100 grand. Or I want to quit my day job or whatever your goal is. This first lesson and one that has been a painstaking lesson for me the last two years or more is slow and steady wins the race, but it feels like shit. <laughs> it has been a slow and painful and arduous process getting clients by design built out to the point where I can start to finally scale it up a bit. I first launched the first tiny like micro iteration of this in 2020 with just like three people. And then in 2021, I brought on like five more just to test a few things and get a few things built out that I need to get built out. And then 2022 was still a continuation of that because even to this day, I still don't have everything that I want for this coaching program built out and completed. It has been a slow, painstaking process over the last three years. I don't know if anyone's ever like been kayaking or been in a rowboat in a big body of water, maybe a lake, and you have ever made the mistake of, I'm going to get out to that island. (laughs) 
it looks so close. I'm going to get out to that island. So you start rowing out to that island and it just feels like you're not getting any closer. But if you look back behind you, you realize, oh, I've actually made some progress. The land behind me is pretty far away. And then you get to this like messy middle. You're still a long ways away from the island and you're now a long ways away from the shore. And like that is the worst possible time to give up because you've made so much progress to get there. But you also are more apt to give up because you have so much more to go. And it doesn't feel like you're getting any further from the shore behind you. It doesn't feel like you're getting any closer to the shore in front of you. You just lose all momentum. So I think 2021 was my all-time low year of feeling that. And then 2022 was me getting out of that and finally seeing the shore get closer to me in front of me. Again, I'm still not to the shore on the island yet, but it has been a slow, steady slog. So if you're in that place where you just feel like you're not making progress and you just look back behind you and say, okay, I have made progress towards my goals. I'm just not quite to where I want to be yet. Just stick with it. Slow and steady wins the race. It's going to feel like shit the entire time until you start reaching that last mile or that last, in this case, few hundred meters. And by the way, all during this time in 2021, 2022, I've had to sacrifice short-term income in order to build my goals and build the foundation for what I want in the future. So part of that slow and steady wins the race is what we used to talk about on the podcast pre-episode 150, where I was stepping over the small pile of money constantly to get to the bigger pile of money, the bigger, better business on the other end of that. So I've also had to, in 2021, 2022, this is kind of a side lesson, narrow down my focus to just three things. And maybe I'll talk about those later on in this episode, but that's kind of what I've had to do. And it's awful the entire way. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like, I love clients by design. I love coaching. That's the reason I'm building it is because I love it. And I love helping the people that have been in there. I love the success stories that have come out of that. But it doesn't mean that the building of it was the actual fun part. Sometimes for long-term gain, there's short-term pain. And this is definitely the short-term pain. Now, short-term pain for me was a couple of years, feeling like I'm making no progress, feeling like I'm never fast enough, not moving as fast as I went. And as a struggling perfectionist, that is something that I think I will always struggle with. But it's definitely all been worth it. Anyone, again, if you're struggling with this, just know that if you're building anything worth a damn, it will be worth it on the other side. So that's lesson number one is slow and steady wins the race. Lesson number two is one that I don't know if I, how much I want to talk about this. I don't know how in depth I'm going to go, but it's this lesson. Don't allow others to drag you down or hold you back. First, I'm going to talk generally to you, the listener, and then I'll bring this back to my experience in 2022. For you, the listener, there are probably people in your life that are either naysayers, they're dragging you down, they're either toxic, who knows what the case may be for you. They definitely don't build you up. They're dragging you down. In, in these cases, you cannot let this person drag you down. In some cases, you have to cut off that relationship wholly. You have to sever the relationship, if not at least distance yourself from that person or those people. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've heard my story like living in Alabama. I had to do that to get away from what I call the Alabama mindset. No offense to anyone who currently lives in Alabama. If you do live in Alabama, you probably know what I'm talking about, where people around Alabama, or at least the parts that I grew up, were just, they're going to get a job. They're going to work maybe a blue collar job or even a white collar job, but it's just going to, they're going to go to college and they're going to get a job and they're going to build their careers and that's it. And anything outside of that doesn't really fit the narrative of what they think is a successful life. And that just didn't make sense to me. I didn't want someone else in control of my job. I wanted to have full control over when I worked, how I worked, when I did it. And I'm not the type of person to want to give up control like that. As an Enneagram 8, I crave control. <laughs> not everyone's that way, but that's just the way that I am. So in order to build the life that I wanted, to build the business that I wanted, I had to get away from the people that didn't think that way. Now, again, that doesn't mean those people are toxic, but that did mean that those people were dragging me down or holding me back in a certain way. And this can get out of hand. I don't want you to just make yourself a miniature cult of one person and completely cut ties with everyone in your life. But you do know probably one or two people in your life right now that are not helping you in any way, shape, or form. As a matter of fact, they're probably dragging you down. And that's kind of what happened to me in 2022. Very close to this person and tried my best to be there for this person going through hard stuff. 
But eventually I just had to cut ties because it was best, honestly, for both of us. And at the same time, it's way easier if both parties agree that, hey, this is best for both of us if we part ways. But when the other person is trying to grab on for dear life and hold on and refuse to let go and they're being toxic, it makes things so much harder. So I think that's all I'm going to say about this, but I had to cut ties with a very dear relationship, both professionally and personally in 2022. And I don't regret it. And I'm better off for it, even if it sucks sometimes. So that's the second lesson. Don't allow others to drag you down or hold you back. The third lesson that I learned in 2022 while building a brand new six-figure income stream was premium pricing wins. So what do I mean by this? Premium pricing just means what's the upper limit of what you can charge for the service that you offer. Every service out there, for the most part, depending on what type of client you're working with, there is a range of prices. It looks like a bell curve. There is a small minority of people way undercharging what everyone else is charging. There's a big bulk of people in the middle who are charging average rates. And then there's a small minority of people on the back end charging way more than everyone else. And I've just learned time and time again, and 2022 was the year that I think was finally solidified in my brain that premium pricing always wins. And this is what I have in my own coaching program, have walked people through. This is what I did in my own coaching program. And that's what I continue to tell everyone in this podcast. If you can stomach it and you have the skill set to back it up, premium pricing always wins for multiple reasons. And let's just see which ones I can come up with. Because again, I don't have any other outlines other than the lesson itself. The first reason is just spreadsheet math. We take all emotion away from it, self-doubt and all of the junk that gets in the way of us charging premium rates. And we just look at a spreadsheet, which is just logic and data and has no opinion. It's just, it is what it is. Premium pricing is a better business model. You can work with fewer clients, you get more per project, and it's easier to scale a business with higher prices. Again, the metric I've given you on this podcast in the past is what's your average annual client value? What is one client worth to you over a period of 12 months? And easiest way to look at that in your own business is look over the last 12 months, how many clients did you have? What was the income? Divide those two numbers and that's your average annual client value. If you had $100,000 in a year and you had 10 clients, each client is worth $10,000. The second reason is kind of go still in that same like spreadsheet math world. It's an easier business to run. If you are trying to juggle a dozen projects a month or two dozen projects a month versus just one or two projects a month at a higher price point, which of those two businesses do you think is easier to manage when it comes to communication, when it comes to dealing with your lead flow, your sales calls and sending proposals if you send proposals or actually fulfilling on the work, doing revisions with clients. All of these things are so much easier when you're working with fewer clients at a higher price point compared to a lot of clients at a lower price point. So looking back at 2022 for my business, The Six Figure Creative and this new coaching program I built, I didn't want to be on the lower end of the pricing spectrum. I wanted to be high price, high touch, premium product, and charge according with that. But I also have to give an outcome that is worth many, many, many multiples of what I charge for my coaching program. If you compare that to what I was doing in 2020 and before with my previous business, the Six Figure Home Studio, and the course that I had that was priced in different times, but right now it's around like six or $700 is the price point for that course. It worked for a while, but eventually you hit this point where you cannot acquire a customer profitably. There's a bare minimum cost associated with acquiring a customer through paid ads. And when you're charging six to 700 to even $1,000 for a course or a product or even a service or a package, you're going to end up paying between two and $600 to acquire that customer. Sometimes even way more than that. And it can depend on a bunch of factors. I'm not going to get into this today, but just know that like it's getting more and more expensive every single year to acquire customers. It's getting more and more competitive on the paid advertising front. And to do that with a small online course, it just doesn't work anymore. So premium pricing, higher touch, better outcomes for people. It's just all around a better thing. And the final thing I'll say on premium pricing that is worth touching on is when you charge more, you can take better care of your clients and customers. 
So for this coaching program, I'm able to do a much higher level of handholding with my clients than I ever could in the online course world where I was charging 600 to 1,000 per person for a course. There's no way when I had thousands of, of customers in that world, I now have dozens of customers now. And it's way easier to manage that. And I can do way more to affect change in those businesses at a higher level. So that is the third lesson I learned in 2022, building this income stream is that premium pricing wins. And now we're on to number four. Lesson number four is that paid ads work. Paid advertising works. It 100% works. And somehow I forgot that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but I was looking at some data as I wrapped up the year. Between 2018 and 2020, I averaged over $100,000 per year in paid ads. And that was between Facebook, Instagram, and like whatever else is in the metaverse right now. Not the actual metaverse, but meta, the platform. They own like a bunch of different platforms. Messenger, they have WhatsApp, they have a few other ones. I, don't, I forget all the details of what they own. But that $100,000 per year over those three years was split amongst all those platforms. And over that time, I was averaging 25,000 new leads per year. That's a little over 2,000 new leads a month. So that was my averages, 2018, 2019, 2020. Fast forward to 2021 and 2022, I somehow forgot that this works. I'll tell you more of why I stopped that in a second, but I averaged $2,500 per year in ad spend. And when you look at my new leads per year, it is awful compared to the previous years. It was only 4,500 new leads in 2021 and 2022. Now there's a bunch of reasons for this, why I stopped ad spend. Part of it was going back to number one, lesson number one, slow and steady wins the race, but it feels like shit. <laughs> that lesson, I was in building mode and I was in the middle of a pond paddling to this new area. And so I was in kind of like this no man's land, moving away from my previous business, the Six Figure Home Studio. I was moving towards the Six Figure Creative Brand and I was building up this coaching program in the meantime. So I wasn't really focused on building up what was in my past. I was focused on building towards my new future. So that's part of the reason I stopped doing ad spin in this time and the mailing list growth slowed down considerably. But the other reason is because of lesson number three, premium pricing wins, I couldn't profitably at least short-term profitably, acquire customers through those old products, those old services, those old funnels. Because the pricing, the numbers just did not make sense. It didn't work anymore. And as much as I love this podcast, this podcast isn't how I grow. It's not my form of new exposure to new people. My exposure, at least historically, has always been through paid ads. It is always spending 100 grand or so a year, bringing in 25, 30,000 new leads into my email list, and then pushing those email leads to this podcast to get to know me better, to build trust, credibility, to teach you new things and, and help you transform your life. I've gotten plenty of, of wonderful emails and, and DMs from people who listen to this podcast over the years who have never bought a single thing from me. Bless you guys. And letting me know that I somehow transformed your life. You moved to a new city and you got started and you built your business there and you finally quit your day job and you hit six figures for the first time. And some of those people we've had on as guests, it's a wonderful ecosystem that doesn't even require people to buy from me, but it's what's worked in the past. And maybe things will change in the future. Maybe I'll be reliant wholly on organic. That'd be great. But in the past, Paid ads have been what's grown everything in my, all my businesses. And I somehow forgot that 2021, 2022. And then just at the end of 2022, as I was in Bali with my wife, I started up the paid ads machine again, and it's been great. So we will see in 2023 how my email list grows, how much I spend on ads. And I'll bring it up from time to time. Maybe I'll report in halfway through the year and just let you know how things are going. So that is lesson number four. Paid ads absolutely work. And I just somehow forgot that. <laughs> Those of you who maybe are doing content marketing, you have a blog, maybe you have a podcast, maybe you have a, a YouTube channel, whatever, and that's not growing, consider this. The people that find that blog or find that podcast or find that, those YouTube videos, if they're giving you positive feedback, especially if they're becoming customers or clients of your own through the content you create, that's a really good sign that by adding fuel to the fire with paid ads, you can multiply your successes on your content. It's like a dual engine system. You have 
paid ads, bringing in new eyeballs into your world and getting on your mailing list. And then every week when you put out new content, like I do on this podcast, I email out my list about my new content, my new piece of content that came out this week. And that has been, again, for the last three, four years, however long this podcast has been around, that's been the routine. It is acquire new leads, send them to the podcast and grow the podcast through that way. So if you're struggling to grow your organic content, a lot of times paid ads can be a wonderful way of doing that. And it also fits more in line with what, what I believe in what we teach here at the Six Figure Creative is go-giver marketing, being a go-giver. On my ads, on my content, I am rarely, if ever, almost never asking for things from you. I will send you a free resource. I will send you to some helpful thing. Eventually, you might decide to purchase something from me. Maybe you'll be a client's by design coaching client of mine sometime this year in 2023. It'd be wonderful. I'd love to have you. But the content growth that I have is all through paid ads. And that could be a good viable option for you as well in 2023. All right, lesson number five, and this is more of a fun like palate cleanser break for our listeners right now, including myself, is you can travel for free in Southeast Asia. <laughs> I've already talked about this a bit, but my wife and I, we went to Bali and then Thailand mid-September all the way till the end of 2022. And that trip was essentially free for a couple reasons. And so this is a lesson that I learned. The first reason this is a free trip for us is because we used credit card points to get out there and home. So I signed up for an Amex gold card, American Express gold card for my business and my personal. That gave me like their bonus sign-on bonus whenever you sign up for a new credit card. Gave me like 220, 230,000 Amex points. And then I used those points through transferring it to airline partners. We spent 40,000 points each on Delta to go fly economy from Nashville to Bangkok and an additional 40 bucks total on that as well. So it was like 40 bucks to get out there plus some airline miles. And then to fly home, we actually flew business class, which is like the lay down seats, the whole thing through ANA Airlines. And we actually got that through transferring from Amex points to Air Canada's rewards program. And those are 75,000 points each plus a hundred bucks. So we spent a total of $240, 240 bucks on our flights round trip, economy on the way out there and business class on the way home. And that saved a ton of money, which is what made this trip essentially free. Because once you're out in Southeast Asia, it is so cheap. We weren't even really trying that hard to save money out there. It just happened to be that us living in Southeast Asia for two and a half months or so, because everything's so cheap out there, food, lodging, experiences, the fact that we don't have access to Amazon to just endlessly ship boxes to our house like we do when we're here in Nashville. Our actual living expenses were lower out there than they are in Nashville, where I'm at right now, actually in my home office. It was essentially a free trip for us. And if we were really trying to save money, we wouldn't have stayed at some of the resorts we stayed at. We wouldn't have gone to some of the restaurants that we went to. But because we had a certain budget we were following, we were able to make it essentially a wash, a free trip. If we were trying harder, we could have actually essentially saved money by living in Southeast Asia part-time. If you are interested to ever go to Southeast Asia and you're more of like a remote digital nomad type, especially if you don't have anything tying you down back home, I wholeheartedly encourage you, figure out the credit card points game responsibly, by the way. I don't ever go into debt with it. I pay my credit cards off in full every single month. And usually every week, I just have a reminder to pay it off. But I just do it to get the bonus points. And then I transfer it and get airline free flights and then go out there and live there for a while and just see, experience it. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. The people are so friendly. The food's amazing, especially Bali. And then report back to me. Let me know how it was. And you'll probably save money doing that. And this isn't even accounting for the fact that the house that I'm in now, we bought for Airbnb and we will eventually turn into a full-time Airbnb. And if this were an Airbnb while we were traveling, we would be a net cash flow positive while we travel, meaning we're getting paid to travel, which is a whole other thing, which is just a cool thing. So that's lesson number five that I learned in 2022, building a brand new six-figure income stream is that you can travel for free in Southeast Asia. And I worked, my wife and I worked the whole time we were out there. It wasn't like we weren't getting anything done, but it was essentially a free trip, which I think is awesome. Before we get into the podcast today, let me tell you a little something crazy about myself. I'm actually a psychic and I'm going to prove it to you. 
you and I, we've probably never met, but I bet I can describe your business better than you can. Here's what my crystal ball says. You probably have no idea how to get clients other than waiting around for referrals and word of mouth. You're stuck in a perpetual cycle of feast or famine. So you have wild income swings from month to month. You're charging way less than you should and you know it, but you don't do anything about it. You feel like you have a million things you could be doing in your business and you have no idea what you should be focusing on. And you have tons of little half-built bridges leading to nowhere because you've jumped from thing to thing to thing as a dabbler. Am I right? Does this sound eerily similar to you? That's because I've been in your shoes and I've worked with thousands of freelancers who've also been there. So I'm not a psychic. My crystal ball is not real. I just have a really clear understanding of what freelancers are facing today. And if I can predict your problems, you can bet I actually have a solution to these problems. It's called client acquisition. We talk about this all the time on the podcast, but for some reason, freelancers still haven't really figured this out yet. This is why I created Clients by Design Coaching. It's a truly unique coaching program that helps you build your own client acquisition machine so you can break out of this feast or famine cycle that most freelancers never escape. So here's how our approach is unique. First, we do a deep dive on your business, we figure out what's missing, and we give you a complete marketing roadmap right from the start. So no more dabbling, no more guesswork, just a clear path to getting more clients. You always know what your next step is because we actually assign specific tasks to you. So instead of feeling overwhelmed, instead of feeling scattered, you can just focus on your next step. That's it. We give you unlimited feedback on everything you do so you can feel confident that every single step you're taking is the right one. And we hold you accountable, not by nagging you, but just by genuinely supporting and cheering you on every step of the way. If you're behind on any steps we've assigned to you, we'll proactively reach out and see how we can help. Clients by Design is not a course. We look at it like a partnership. We'll always show up. We'll always give you what you need, but you have to be willing to put in the work. This program is not for everyone, and that is okay. As of right now, I just checked the numbers. We've only approved about 25% of the applicants we've gotten so far, and that's because we are selective. We only accept your application if we believe we can truly help you. So if you're ready to end your feast or famine cycle and build a client acquisition machine, you can apply for Clients by Design by going to sixfigurecreative.com slash coach. That's the number six, figurecreative.com slash coach. Now here's our show. Lesson number six in 2022 is focus on fixing your bottlenecks. This is the lesson I had to learn the hard way, I guess. I just took on too many things. This goes back to when I was kind of alluded to at the beginning of this podcast where I had so many things going on and I had to start narrowing my focus so that I could be more effective on the things that I was doing. And when you look at your business, there is usually one single area that's holding you back from growth. The easiest way to do this is ask yourself these questions. I'll give you the questions to ask here in a second, and then see which of these things is the thing that's actually holding you back from growth. And I'll tell you what I think it is probably for you. And then I'll tell you what it is actually for me. First is lead generation. Are you acquiring enough new leads to grow your business? The way I think about this is through marketing leads, someone that signed up to your mailing list in this case. So like if someone sees a lead magnet for me, maybe you're listening to this podcast because you saw a lead magnet on an ad for me and you decided to put your name and email address in to get that lead magnet, that free resource or PDF or guide, or maybe my client acquisition toolkit. If that's you and you put your name and email address in, you just became a marketing lead on my email list. So am I getting enough of those in my business? The answer for me was absolutely yes. Even though it was way less than I had previous years where I was averaging 25,000 new leads a year. Over the last two years, I've only averaged about four to 5,000 a year, much smaller growth. Despite that, I still have a massive email list of old leads, people that are still active, still opening emails, still clicking things, still a viable potential customer for me. And I'm also doing a higher price thing. So I didn't have any problem with that. I had more than enough leads to sell to. That leads us to bottleneck number two, potential bottleneck number two, and that is lead nurturing. That's the part of your business where you're building trust and credibility with people so that they know, like, and trust you enough to actually hand over their hard-earned dollars. Some people, they might have plenty of leads, but they do nothing to build trust, to build credibility, 
to show up as a familiar face, to be a trusted resource for that person. And so that person never buys from them. Use this exercise for a second. Imagine that everyone in the world knew you existed and that you offered whatever service you offer. Imagine that, but they don't know anything about you. They definitely wouldn't trust you. And you're not gonna be able to talk to those people on a one-to-one basis. So what is out there for them to actually build trust with you? For me, it's my podcast. And I also had my YouTube videos. I was doing a weekly YouTube video as well as a weekly podcast. And so people could binge through my content backlog, which people do all the time. We have hundreds of people that just go through from episode one to, what is this, 234 right now? And that's like hundreds every month going through a backlog as they just find the podcast for the first time. And so that's a great way of building trust. That's my nurture mechanism. So that wasn't my bottleneck either. I had plenty of that. So for you, if you have plenty of leads, but nobody's buying, it's probably a trust issue. That's the bottleneck that you need to solve. The next bottleneck is sales. Of all the people that reach out to you with an inquiry, they become a sales lead. Once they actually say, hey, how much do you cost for a blank? Or how much are your rates? Or whatever. As soon as they express direct interest in working with you, now they're a sales lead. Now, what percentage of people that are sales leads actually convert to paying clients for you? That's another area that I had to look at in my own business. My sales lead to close percentage was roughly 30 to 40%. And that also means people that reach out that are not a bad fit. It's 50% or higher on people that are what I call qualified leads. So that's something to keep in mind there. But I'm going to stay away from this sort of terminology because it tends to tune people out. You creatives don't like sales and marketing terms and it's okay. But sales was not my bottleneck. I have no problem selling my services. I wholeheartedly believe in them. I know they work. I know Clients by Design, this coaching program specifically in 2022, I have full conviction that it is the best thing that you can do as a freelancer to get more clients. So that wasn't my bottleneck. I didn't have a lead generation problem. I didn't have a lead nurturing problem. I didn't have a sales problem. But then that leads us to point number four, fulfillment. That was actually my problem. That was my one bottleneck in 2022. And that's the thing that I had to put all my effort, time, and energy and focus on fixing before I could focus on any of the other areas of my business. Fulfillment was the bottleneck. And when you look at what I'm offering and what I'm doing in this coaching program, it is a lot of stuff. It is a lot of handholding. It is a lot of high touch stuff. So I had to build out all the resources and the systems and the processes and the team to help me. And that's part of the reason why 2021, 2022 was a slog of a year, the slow and steady year, the year that felt like shit was because I was doing all that I could to fix that specific bottleneck. It didn't mean I completely stopped lead generation, although I kind of did when I stopped running ads. So that was a stupid thing. But it doesn't mean I completely stopped lead nurture, although we did have an eight-month gap with no podcast, but that was another issue completely. <laughs> it wasn't because of bottleneck. That doesn't mean I stopped doing sales at all, but it did mean that I could only sell to a certain number of people because I couldn't fulfill on any more people. I was capped at how many people I could coach at any given time. So that's the fourth potential bottleneck. There's a fifth one that could be your problem. Is a client worth enough to you, basically? It's like a pricing bottleneck. One way of looking at it in some businesses, if you're in the software world, they call it retention. How long does a customer stay with you on a subscription if you're a subscription revenue service? But for most people, I just look at what's a client worth to you. Going back to the premium pricing conversation, if a client is not worth that much to you, then it doesn't matter. You won't be able to do lead generation because you can't afford it. Lead nurturing, that won't be a bottleneck, but sales could be a bottleneck because it takes you too long to close somebody. Even at a higher percentage, they're not worth that much to you. Fulfillment could be difficult if you're not getting paid enough. So you can do all these things to fix lead gen, lead nurture, sales, and fulfillment. But if you ignore the fifth potential bottleneck, and that's a pricing bottleneck, where your clients just aren't worth enough to have a viable business, even on a spreadsheet (laughs) with ones and zeros, then you're going to struggle. Number six lesson in 2022, as I built this new six-figure income stream, was I had to focus on fixing my bottleneck. And that meant cutting out things that I was previously doing. So I had to stop releasing weekly YouTube videos (laughs) when I was already doing a podcast because it was just doubling down on something that, that was 
not an area I needed help with or not an area that was my bottleneck. I needed to take that extra time and energy and put it on building out resources for this coaching program so that it fixed that bottleneck. So lesson number six, again, I needed to put more focus on fixing my bottleneck. Lesson number seven is this, never stop stacking your skills. I was listening to a podcast on my podcast walk yesterday and this woman released an episode when she just reached $50 million this year in her company. It's an entrepreneur by the name of Brooke Castillo, and she has a podcast and a business called The Life Coach School or something. I'm not really big on life coaching and stuff, but she's hugely successful, and I just wanted to check out her podcast for a few episodes. But anyways, she's very confident. She said that she has an incredible skill stack, and I thought that was an interesting way of thinking about it. A stack of skills. Her skill set is another way of saying it. And I was just thinking through how this translates to what I've been doing in 2022, and it definitely did. It was definitely a lesson that I've been continually learning throughout my life, but it definitely showed up in 2022 because as creatives and entrepreneurs, I look at these as two different people in my life. I have the creative personality and I have the entrepreneur personality. My entrepreneur personality has just been stronger and stronger and stronger every year. My creative has kind of taken a backseat and that's okay. Like that's just the world that I've gone down. It's always after the thing that I enjoy, but if you're more the creative than the entrepreneur, that's also okay. But no matter what you do, you always have to keep adding to your skill stack. Think about it as you have your creative skills right now. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you probably have a lot of the entrepreneurial skills. If you're brand new to this podcast, maybe there's a few of the entrepreneurial skills, but every single one of these, we have to stack on top of each other in order to build the business that we want. And she was just, again, talking through the skills that she's had to learn through her career to build it to $50 million a year, which is an insane amount. I still have other goals, not quite 50 million a year, but it was just something where I looked in 2022 and I... I've had to continually add to my skill stack. There are things that I'm having to do now that I've never had to do before. There are things I'll have to do in 2023 and beyond that I've never had to do before. So that means I'm always going to have to acquire new skills to stack on top of the ones that exist now. So if you feel like you're stagnant and stuck, you're not going anywhere, or you're struggling to do something like, let's just say, pretending that your bottleneck is lead generation, which is 99% of freelancers' bottlenecks, it's lead generation. They don't know how to do it. Those are skills that you have to acquire. You have to understand all the skills that go into client acquisition. Again, that's a a lot of skills. I'm not going to go over all those things, but I'm just saying you have to be able to stack these skills one on top of the other until you reach the goal that you're trying to reach. No difference for me. That was a lesson that I constantly have to learn because I constantly have to learn new skills. All right, that's lesson number seven is never stop stacking your skills. Number eight, we got two more. Number eight is I cannot do this alone. This is an interesting one because I am not a natural people person, which sounds weird because I have a podcast and I love talking to my guests, but I'm so independent, so fiercely independent that I've always struggled with building a team. James on my team has been in there on my team for five plus years now. I don't even, at least four years, maybe five now. Got Leland, our podcast editor, who's been with us since this year. And then I have Neil, my support guy, who's been a main support lead for Easy Funnels for the past year-ish. And then David, who's been the main support lead for FilePass, my other software company for the past year or two now, I think just the last year or so. And that's the bulk of my regular team. I don't have anyone else that I work with regularly as of right now, but I will be growing that and changing that in 2023. Again, this is it's just one of those things where just having James was my assistant, now my operations manager, has been a game changer. This just allowed me to focus on working on the business more than working in it. But as I've shifted and grown in new areas and launched this new coaching program, I'm now finding myself working in the business more and more, which means I have less time to work on the business. And so if I want to continue to grow at the level that I want to grow to help as many people as I can in the creative field, I can't do this alone. So I will be looking to hire more in 2023. I'll be looking to expand my team a bit. I haven't historically had the skills required to grow and manage a team. I'm not a great manager, at least as of right now. I tend to just say, go figure it out. (laughs) And then If you can't figure it out, 
Maybe we can't work out together. Historically, that's not been a great way to run a company, but I need to be a little less independent, a little more dependent on a team. And that was a lesson that I learned again in 2022 for sure is that I cannot do this alone. So that's lesson number eight. Now, the final lesson, 2022, when building this new uh, six-figure income stream is that it pays massively if you take time to sharpen the ax. Basically, if I have six hours to cut down the tree, I will spend the first four hours sharpening the ax. This just basically means planning, in my opinion. Like When I think about sharpening the ax in my business, I could just start doing things. I could just wake up and like, what do I need to do today? I'm going to do that. So all I'm doing is working in the business or even working on the business, but I'm never actually zooming out to look at the whole business top down and look at all of the moving parts and all of the external elements that could affect my business and all of the internal elements that could be fixed with a team. And there's just so much that goes into building businesses that I have to stop and take time to, again, sharpen my ax or just plan. So again, it's the last weekday of the year, Friday, December 30th. And Monday, I will be going out on my annual year-end planning retreat, usually at the end of the year, which is why I call my year-end planning retreat, but it's the beginning of the year this year. And that's where I go back and I look at my five-year vision because I have a three to five-year vision that I created last year. I will analyze all of those things to see, is it still relevant? Do I need to change anything, adapt anything based on new information or new desires as an entrepreneur because my desires can change? And then based on any changes that I made, I also need to review last year's annual plan and see what worked and what didn't, and then take all of that into account to create my plan for 2023. And that will be usually five to 10 big projects is what I look to take on in 2023. More if I end up growing my team, fewer if I don't have a team to help or the size team that I need. And then I break that down by quarter by quarter. So Q1, here's the projects that I want to complete. The two to four big projects I want to complete in Q1. And then here's the projects I need to do in Q2, Q3, Q4. And then I put those on my calendar and I put my goals for the quarter, like my income goals and what I need to do to actually hit those income goals, my money-making activities. And then every quarter, I'm just following that. I'm using that to lead my direction for the quarter. I even go as granular as month and then day and then so on and so forth, make it as granular as possible. But by doing it this way, I take time at the beginning of the year to sharpen my ax so I'm as effective as I possibly can be. I'm now reoriented after a hectic end of the year, after traveling a bunch of countries through the year, after feeling like I've been stuck in the middle of the pond, endlessly paddling towards that island of the future. I'm now take a step back, breathe, think about what I want to do, look at what's worked, what hasn't worked, look at all my metrics, Look at what all I've done wrong <laughs> for the year, all the areas that I messed up, and then make an effective plan, as effective plan as I can for 2023. And that way, and this is great for me, the ADHD, shiny object syndrome guy, that's great for me because I can just look at this plan that I've created for the year and I can just start going through things. And when something gets in the way of doing that, I can either hire it or follow the easy eights. Go back to the episode where we talk about the easy eights, but I can either eliminate it, I can automate it or I can delegate it, meaning hire a team off to handle that for me so that I can just go focus on being the CEO and executing on that plan that I created at the beginning of the year. So taking time to sharpen the ax, 2022 was the first year I ever did a annual plan followed by quarterly projects and then actually followed through with it throughout the year. I'd never set goals or any of that stuff. I was just never that type of person. 2022 was the first year I did that and I got most, most of the things done that was on that plan. There's a few things that I changed that just didn't really match as I got closer to the end of the year. There's a few things that I was just, I was always behind on it because I'm a slow person, <laughs> but it definitely made 2022 to be a more effective year for me. I'm looking forward to seeing what plan I come up with next week in my annual planning retreat and seeing how 2023 pans out. It should be my best year ever. And I'm hoping that 2023 is your best year ever as well. So those are my nine biggest lessons learned while building a brand new six-figure income stream in 2022. It was actually almost multiple six figures. I think I 
tapped out at about $180,000 in revenue from that coaching program that I just launched. Again, my bottleneck is still fulfillment. I can only take on so many people, but with the plan that I have in place, in my mind at least, going into my annual planning retreat, I'll have a good way of scaling that out while still handling the amount of support and help and handholding and feedback and accountability that I give all of my clients and clients by design. So if you're more interested in learning more about that, the best place to learn about that is just going back to episode 225 called How to Build Your Own Client Acquisition Machine and Make 2023 Your Best Year Ever. Like I said, I'm only enrolling a certain amount of people, but depending on when you hear this episode, it's at least worth applying to this coaching program to see if you can get in. And those who I accept your application, even if now doesn't make sense for you, or even if your spot gets filled up by someone else before you can join, that also means that next time I have a good slot of people that I'm trying to fill the spot for, because if people graduate out or I just bring on more capacity of who I can handle as I scale things up, then I'll email you first of the people that have already been accepted and give you another chance to join. So that's kind of how I've been doing things this year as I've gotten hundreds and hundreds of applications and only been able to fill up 30 spots, 40 spots this year, something like that. And that's through multiple cohorts over the year. So those are my nine lessons. I would love to hear maybe what your lessons are. If you're watching this on YouTube, comment below. Let me know what your favorite lesson was or what lessons you learned in 2022 that I should have learned myself or mentioned. (laughs) And otherwise, I hope you listen next week and I'm looking forward to what 2023 brings in for all of us. 